0: So I'm so excited to catch up with a great friend of mine. He is a super amazing, very handsome speaker. He is the Ovidilio, okay? He's somebody who I truly believe embodies the spirit of like what a successful immigrant is. He's one of the best speakers you can find. He basically went from like a sugar cane boy to like working for all the top startups in San Francisco. Um, now he's speaking all over the country, inspiring youth. And uh, we're kind of similar in that we're both English as a second language learners, and he's just so inspiring to me. I'm very excited to share with you. Uh, welcome the very amazing Abedilio. How are you doing today?
1: All right, well, I can't say that I, I am as amazing as you describe me, but I definitely agree with you on the good looking part.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna find the best picture because uh, there's no uh, there's no video right now because video always like messes up for me in Zoom for some reason.
1: And I'll be uh, sure yeah. to share some photos with you.
0: Yeah, like if people see your photo, they're gonna be like, "Oh my God!" But he's taken, ladies. Okay, he's married. Uh, he has beautiful children. Okay, don't um, don't do that. Um, but he's, he's <laughs> all right. So, but hey, I feel like good-looking speakers get paid more too. I don't know.
2: Uh.
1: I, I, I definitely learned that in sales, the the, the good the better-looking person seems to get the deal.
0: Yeah. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and I say that because, you know, when people begin to speak, they only think about it as in, in speaking-wise. But it, it when it becomes uh, to the point where you want to get paid, it becomes a sale process. So yeah. you, you have to make it a... a a point where you have to make a transaction happen so definitely being a good looking person has an influence when you're talking to somebody uh you know uh well, how do you say it face to face
2: yes yes
0: absolutely so it's a beauty pageant guys so um yeah. just take the plastic surgery get all the plastic surgery you can upgrade your wardrobe but you still have to be good though and i think you're really you're, you're really great speaker and concerning the fact that english isn't even your first language can you tell us like What was it like for you as an English, as a second language learner? Like, how did you learn English?
1: (laughs) Well, I can tell you this. My friend told me in high school, Ovi, I can tell you the secret to learn English really, really fast. Mm -hmm. And I was very eager, right? So I was like, yes, tell me, bro, what is it? And he said, in order for you to learn English fast, you have to get a girlfriend who only speaks English. (laughs) And I was like, okay, that's a good plan. And then I asked him the following question. I said... What if I want to learn twice as fast?
2: Mm, right.
1: And then, uh, of course, you know, it's like just <laughs> laughing. But, uh, uh, but definitely learning English in high school was a journey. And, and, I, and I did get a girlfriend who only spoke English. But throughout the, the schooling, instead of familiarizing myself with mostly Latinos, who I happen to be one of them, I familiarize myself with everybody else from every other country so that I could speak the way they would speak. Just like the same way I talk about business, I get together with business people because even though English is the language, now is business the language. Mm.
0: That's fascinating. Like, so I feel like you're you're a really naturally extroverted person. I might be wrong, but just from... What I've spoken to you with, you seem very extroverted. Like, did you ever feel like nervous or not good enough when you were making friends with all these people from different countries, or did you just like not care because you were just focused on making friends? Like, how do you deal with like potential like uh, uncertainty, maybe a little bit of because in- I felt like I felt embarrassed to talk to people because my English is so bad. But mm. what were your thoughts on making friends with everyone from everywhere? Definitely.
1: So, at some point, I, I had broken tooth, so my front teeth were broken, and that was a oh main. yes, I was very self-conscious about that throughout high school, right, and, um, and I just carried my personality very confident, mm. but uh, I was still self-conscious about my, my front teeth being broken because I fell for oh some stairs. so every time I would laugh, uh, I, I would look like this Mexican comedian who paints her, taint, her teeth, <laughs> and you know, uh, people would laugh at me, right? And so, um, uh, that was, that was like a self-conscious concern, but still, so what I would focus on is on the fact that other people also have insecurities. Mm. So I was like, why am I going to focus on mine when they have theirs? So mm. I'm just not even going to, I'm just not even going to think about it. You know, I'm just going to focus on other things, uh, like meaning other things about them so that they could be like their relationship the friendship could start out And without me having to focus on my insecurities and without them having to think about their own insecurities, because I did realize that very early in high school. Everybody has their own insecurities. So forget about my teeth.
0: Mm -hmm. That's a great mindset. I love that. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. So what was it like for you coming to the USA? What was that journey like?
1: Uh, Well, like most undocumented immigrants, right? uh, I had to go through through mexico and through guatemala and the the mexican immigration you know a lot of people in the political conversations they say like oh mexico's letting people through well that's actually not true mexico put me in jail twice uh for when i was when i was a teenager so they put me in jail with other central american teenagers and they sent me back to guatemala uh, so my grandma would go and try to find me so that i wouldn't get lost because if you don't get picked up at the at the at the teenager jail at the juvenile jail, then what they do is they put you with with the foster care system, and they cannot take you out until you're eighteen and so uh, here I was, fourteen years old, in a Mexican jail. They sent me back to Guatemala and like this Guatemalan asylum for for juvenile who are migrating migrating to the United States and the long story short is like the never give up attitude right they send me back and i was coming right back again oh my God. right the like american dream was never dying and it definitely took a lot of work it it took it took to to experience a nightmare before experiencing the american dream so wow. um uh, I had to walk through the desert. Like most people, almost died. They gave me a breeder and, and a gallon of water uh, just before getting onto the journey. They promised it was going to be a six-hour journey, and then walking on the desert for twelve hours, we were like, "We said it was going to be six hours," and we ended up walking a day and a half without water and food oh, because God. they didn't give us any. But that was the journey. I arrived to I arrived to it to san diego california and then transported to la then from la transported to hayward california i lived there for almost uh, 11 years in the silicon valley area and that's where i made my life happen and that's how i travel all over the united states now uh getting paid to talk with an accent
0: i love it that's so insp- i have so many questions so like at any point where you were where, did you ever feel like uh oh, i'm tired like I'm done with this like did you ever feel that way at any point in the journey because I'm just imagining it and like, I'm like I don't know if I can do this like what were your, what were, your were your thought process when we
2: we're going to do that?
1: Definitely big time this was this was actually I would say recently based on the time that I lived in here so it was 2017 I was still going through school at a private program in, in San Francisco studying tech and and I had already published books I had already getting paid to speak I was getting paid to speak like $500 per hour then because I was getting started Uh, but because I was going to school I took a job at a pizzeria and I was working at night right so I was doing whatever it took And the pizzeria job got you know it ended and then I took a job driving uh, Amazon trucks at night and I tell you this like some of the toughest times in my life because the program that I was going through it was very very tough Jesus Christ, I thought I was smart, but in that program, I felt so dumb and clueless. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I was like, what am I even doing? And so I talked to my mom. My mom happens to live in Guatemala still. And my mom was like, you know, you, you speak English now. You have education now because I had already graduated high school. She's like, just come back. And I'm thinking, I cannot go back because if I go back, I will not be able to come back to the U.S. still. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because here in the U.S., uh, I don't have a green card or I don't have a citizenship or a residency. What I only possess is a work authorization that allows me to live and work, but it doesn't allow me to travel back and forth. Mm. Wow. And so at that point was like, I, I just, you know, I don't know what to do. I, I don't want to continue this anymore. It's, it's too tough. Yeah. Uh, but I tell you this. um when my mom said, just come home because you already speak English and you can help tourists here in Guatemala, yeah. I was saying to myself, wait a minute, I'm a motivational speaker. I, I, say, I say people don't give up, you know, so I'm going to follow my own advice and kick my own butt.
0: Wow. That's amazing. So what advice would you give for like immigrants who might be going through similar things as you, like what would you say to them?
1: Yes, so uh, I mean different challenges, different challenges come through our lives as immigrants and it could be family related, it could be money related, it could be career related. Uh, I, can't, I can only tell you this, mm-hmm. leverage your mental toughness regardless of where in life the obstacle is coming from or where the obstacle is coming, like who is it coming from? Not not only like what situation, but who is the person? So because the mental toughness is what's going to continue to make you to to continue to go through that war, right? So imagine yourself like a warrior, and either you die or you win, but you have to burn the bridges. You You have to make sure that this mental toughness in you, you know, you got to this point. And what I always tell people is this you have gotten through even tougher times before because at some point in life, we have been through tougher times than now. And look at us now, smarter, with more experience, there are a lot more resources because with with time, more resources are developed. So I would say, Leverage the mental toughness and gladly you're listening to this because this will inspire you a little bit to light up that fire in you and never let that fire die and always, always remember why you are here. Why I mean here, here in the United States, you know, the country where many people say this is not the greatest country in the world anymore, but you don't see people desperately migrating to other countries like they are still coming here Mm -hmm. and so this in my mind still the greatest country in the world and with that mindset you can tackle most obstacles even when even when you're going through the through in the midst of the of the obstacle right there's a Mm -hmm. quote i believe by uh by churchill who said when you're going through hell keep going
0: yeah i love that so um My question is, like, what do you feel like your purpose is uh, on this earth?
1: I feel like my purpose on this earth is to develop a legacy of young people who are continuing to develop themselves with values, because it, it is a thought that goes through my mind when I think of my daughter, and I think when she grows up, Who in the world is she going to marry? Because I observe everything that's going on and different social media platforms and the behavior of the youth and stuff like that. And that's why I decided to continue my mission to inspire the youth so I can instill in them these ideas that, look, you don't have to go with the wave. You can actually go against the wave and still win. You know? mm-hmm. So I want to develop that legacy of people with values. So in fact, I have an idea of my long-term goal to develop a private club in Spanish called Valores y
2: Principios. Oh.
1: So values and principles. Wow. And, and, and if you're a parent, you will bring your, your, your kids here to the club for free. Mm-hmm. And we will only talk about values and principles, non-religious, and the idea is just to continue to hone in those, those old-school values and principles. I mean, a lot of people, sometimes you would hear them say, I miss, the, I miss the good old days. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The good old days were actually bad days, right? <laughs> but a lot of people lived with more values then and more respectful, more mindful. And uh, you, you just see a lot of that is, is, is being like is vanishing, is, is but uh, we can bring good values uh, home again uh, because it all starts in our home.
0: I love that. That's so incredible. I have like so many questions right now because. So, what are your thoughts on current social media right now? Like, uh, are you worried? Are you like inspired? Like, what are your thoughts on current social media right now?
1: Definitely. So, I am inspired by how advanced the technology is, and the fact that it allows me to continue to connect with my family, even though I live almost two thousand miles away from them. Mm-hmm. Right from that aspect, and. So, these technology platforms, there are tools that we can use, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I see the latest one, for example, TikTok right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like most people, that's only for young kids. Well, that's a platform that we can leverage. Mm-hmm. The problem is that the kids that are using it, some of them, or if not most of them, they are using it for the wrong purpose to actually lose their self-value by just doing things that may not make sense because we think like, oh my God, they're just doing this to get likes. Instead of saying, hey, man, this guy is is, is sharing valuable content on here mm-hmm. to build their brand. So it depends on how we use it. I definitely think it's only a tool. And uh, we are the ones who decide what we put on there and how it's going to either build us or uh, destroy us.
0: Man, this is so good. Like I have so many questions. So like you talk about your club of Spanish speakers uh, doing... Um, you know, values and principles. I'm so curious, like, what are some of your personal principles and values?
1: Yes, yeah, so, you know, my personal value, for example, is family and respect. So those are the main two that I always go by. And, of course, uh, my, my faith, so I value those things. I was watching a video by um, by a very famous leadership speaker who talks about the power of why. And uh, his name, I can't remember. Cynic, yes, Simon yes, Cynic. So he was saying values are verbs, you know, things that we do. Mm, and perfect. so when I say family, what I mean is if we convert it into a verb, it's like, do we actually care about our family? That's that's it's like it's as simple as that. We not overthinking it. And the thing is for example, I try to travel as least as possible nowadays because oh. I have family. So I apply that value in my own life, right? Mm. And respectful. Are we respectful? Do we respect our parents and our elders? I'm a young guy who happens to, to know a lot of older people, and I always treat them with respect wherever I am because I represent my entire family, you know? I'm I'm Ovi, but it's not just me. I represent my grandma. I represent my mom. I represent everybody in my family. So I continue to link in my, my value family into my respect fa- uh, value, right? The, the act of respecting people and then faith. I always continue faith. So why did I say mental toughness? Cause a lot of people don't really accept the word faith, but it really comes to faith. Like if you know, it's going to happen to you eventually, even though it may not seem like it right now, mm-hmm. you continue to have that faith and be faithful to what you're working on. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the principle that I always go by is is, is either going to be, is, is, if it's going to be, is up to me, right? Mm. That's one of the principles is like action, taking the action. Whatever action is necessary to do what you're going to perform, that's the principle you go in, the principle of taking action. Also, the proactiveness, the proactiveness um, habits, right? So you combine these habits as to how you're going to apply these principles because you begin to trace a path for you to be like, where do I want to go? And then put on the action. So once you know the action has happened, the result will 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 show. In it, it is inevitable. And so yeah. this principle always has allowed me to be like, wait a minute, boom, six books done, Tech, TEDx talk done, paid talks done, a lot of people helped done. So that's the principle of taking massive action um, with the with the with the emphasis of being a leader. You know, don't take. Don't take action that is going to affect people. Take action that is going to have an effect positive in people.
0: What do you think is the difference? Effect and effect.
1: And uh, so effect and affect.
0: Sorry, I'm still ASL.
1: Yes. so ESL. <laughs> like <explaining to> <laughs> yes. So you know uh, the effect is like what, what happens after an action, right? Mm-hmm. So like it's like the outcome. This is this is the effect. So the the affect is like. What you're doing about it is not what happened, but what you're doing about it.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's an excellent explanation. Wow, I'm getting mm-hmm. so much good stuff. Thank you so much for sh- you've grown so much. Like since I last talked to you two years ago, it's incredible. Because guys, um, we met when like you didn't have kids, and then like you were doing like a parenting book, and I was like, why are you doing a parenting book if you don't even have kids? <laughs> and you're just like just like talking about like how other people wanted you to just do it, and then yep. you've written six books so far. Can you share with us like what are your book titles?
1: Definitely. So um, the first one was the parenting book. That's the one that we were talking about right now. The second one was the Spanish version of that one. Mm -hmm. And the third one was who coaches the coach. The fourth one was the Spanish version of that one. And the fifth one was uh, the leader in you. And the sixth one was I have what it takes. Mm -hmm. And the seventh one is going to be the brilliance in resilience and um oh. that's what we're doing that's what we're doing right now uh but i have grown a lot since we last spoke because yeah I
0: oh my god yeah. a lot of
1: books uh lately just yesterday i listened to three books so, three books yes.
0: what? wow that's incredible you're making all of us look like slackers okay this is why i feel like immigrants just just kill it because um just look at you like three books in like a day like people don't even read three books in like 10 years so uh that's amazing um what books did you read i'm just curious now like so
1: and a so i was listening to them rather than reading them and so one of the books was uh was how to make big money in your small business right so that was one of the books and the other book the other book was uh uh, power uh, power phone, so like how to make phone calls in a very powerful way right. uh let me see if I can get the right title on here because I think i'm butchering title uh and oh word no no uh i'll find it right now but the third the third one the third one was hundred and one quotes by this psychologist called sigmund Freud
2: mm.
1: it was like the most famous all of all time psychologist. so I listened to his 100 quotes because psychology is very important throughout our everyday lives and through doing sales. Mm -hmm. So yesterday was like my day to develop. And I did that while I was putting on a curtain for my wife. uh, So I never waste time. You can do two things at the same time.
0: That's amazing. Wow. I think you just like shamed us all, not even intentionally, but I just feel like such as blacker now, I'm just like, oh my god, I should be doing so much more, so thank you so much for that, um, and, um, do you ever feel like you, like, do you feel like being an immigrant is like, do you feel like it's an advantage, disadvantage, do you feel like having an accent helps you or hinders you, like, how do you look at being somebody who's like so different Well, I mean, I don't know, like, but I feel like there's not a lot of people like you because when I do stand up comedy, I'm always the only Asian female, like pretty much everywhere. So I kind of use that to my advantage sometimes. And sometimes I feel like a disadvantage. Like, do you feel like you really stand out in the speaker circle? And like, how do you feel about being different?
1: Uh, Awesome. So before I forget, the name of the book was Phone Power by Mm -hmm. George Walter. And yes, to answer your question, you know, I I actually leverage it big time. I don't care that I have an accent. I actually use use it as a joke. And I always say, can you guys hear my accent? They say yes. (laughs) And and then I say, uh, if you can hear my accent, I want to let you know. I may speak with an accent, but I don't think with an accent. Uh, Right? So because I'm doing a speech and I want it to be effective, I take like a longer pause than usual. And then I hit them with a joke. I said, and remember this, a lot of ladies think it's sexy. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then about that. But uh, the, just always remember that there's, a, there's like a funny joke that people say. They say, what do you call a person who speaks three languages? Oh, trilingual. What do you call a person who speaks four languages? Polylingual. What do you, what do you call a person who speaks two languages? Bilingual. And then they say, what do you call a person who speaks only one language? American.
2: <laughs> I was like, wait
1: a minute. It kind of like makes I
2: mean- Right.
1: Person may speak with an accent, but it just means they speak another language that you don't
0: that's great. I love that mindset so um, what advice would you give to people who are dealing with English as a second language learners like would you have any tips and advice for like teachers and um, maybe customers who work with immigrants? What would be your advice
1: Yes, my advice would be to those that work with people who who are learning English right now would be definitely emphasize. The importance of consuming only English language because this is their, their priority. Like they most see it as their priority. Mm-hmm. Um, they may go subconsciously through their daily life uh, still speaking their native native language because it definitely comes as, as a habit, right? Like, right, right, I'm, right. I'm one who would usually do that, but now I only speak English with my wife and and she's Mexican, and I'm Guatemalan, and we both speak Spanish perfectly, right? right. Uh, but I would say like, be patient with the English learner, because we definitely some, you know, a lot of people learn at different pace.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so, um, you know, the patient factor comes in, not only is it going to be good for the student, but it's gonna be good for the teacher to be patient. That way they, they can avoid, you know, anger angerment moments. And, uh, uh, Find, find, find the right moment to make it uh, entertaining when, when possible. If the person like messes up an answer, messes up a word, I still mess up a lot of words, you know, but Hey, I don't care. I get paid $5,000 every hour I talk. So I don't care. Right. But always, uh, and even share with them this audio, if you're listening to this, because the English learner will get, will get inspired. we like, Oh, I can totally listen to this guy's accent i probably speak even better english than him and yet he's doing all these things traveling everywhere uh it's going to empower them because their ego is going to say i'm better than this guy so i can do better than this guy
0: mm-hmm. yeah i love that so um because i actually used to teach gsl and i used to be an esl student because sometimes i forget
2: Ah, okay. You know I
0: mean? Yeah, because you already know it, and it's just like, oh, yeah, this is what it was like dealing with them. um yeah, so, I okay. to them about phonics. Oh my God! Like I, it's been so long. You remember? Yeah, hooked on phonics. That was like yes, like two decades ago, right? Because when I came to the U.S. in two thousand, that was all the rage.
1: Uh, um, it's, it's, well, it's big.
0: Yeah. How is your daughter now? By the way, are you teaching I, her hooked on phonics?
1: So uh, right now she's only she's only practicing Spanish only. Oh. Uh, Yes, we only talk to her in Spanish, only read to her in Spanish, only watch Spanish TV, everything in Spanish. She only listens to us talk in English, but we don't interact with her in English. And uh, she's almost two years old. She's, uh, she's two months from being two years old. And But my my sister and my niece arrived to the United States about three months ago. So yeah, they are new wow. immigrants. And this is the first things that I did, right?
2: Mm. Like
1: this is me being the, the coach, right? is This is the... This is the Learn English fast coaching session. I (laughs) was like, all right. I said, this is what you're going to do. All the TV you're going to watch, everything is going to be in English. And when I talk to you, I'm going to talk to you in English. And then I'm going to translate, of course, because you don't get it yet. But I want you to begin to train your your uh, your how you hear, right? I want you to train your ear how you hear. And uh, and I said, you speak even if you don't say it right. You butcher it. It doesn't matter. You're going to learn. Look at me. I'm your brother. We come from the same family. If I learn fast, you're going to learn fast. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and, and then I, it's the same thing for the audio. So I bought a program called Pimsleur Approach, which is audio only English English speaking program. It does not teach you to read. It does not teach you to write. So I bought that one for them. And then I also, uh, I told them to download the Hooked on Phonics app. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they even downloaded it, but uh, that was me. Like, and then everywhere I take them, I have them try to order stuff. I say, all right, you're going you're gonna to get the gas for me. Just tell them, please uh, put 20 on number five, right? And so I repeat it to my sister many, many times until she goes and get the gas for me so that I can put it in my car. When we go to the store, the same thing. This is what I want. Oh, where can I find the sugar? You know, that's what I do. But, of course, not everybody gets that time like I do to right. Family at all times because, the way i work is like i only go out of my house maybe once a week and then I come home and i'm at my house the whole day every day
0: mm-hmm. now that's amazing so you talked about your family broader family and like i just want to know like how did you know your spouse was a one and like how can a spouse support somebody who's like a speaker and a coach and what advice would you give for people selecting a mate
1: okay so i can tell you that how did i know i was that she was the one because we met in 2017 when I was when I was pretty much broke because I decided to to go back to school right mm-hmm. and uh, the mindset that I took back then just so that everybody knows mm-hmm. is the mindset of the, the 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 error right I felt like I was just being pulled back as far as possible right because I was broke even after I had already published books and everything right but I was broke mm-hmm. so then I knew I'm being pulled back pulled back and when I'm when when this thing happens I'm gonna be just catapulted all the way forward, right? So it doesn't matter if I'm broke right now. I know I'm going to be very far ahead once this is done. So that was the mindset. So I met her in 2017. And interestingly enough, she was in my audience. So she sent me a message afterwards. Oh "Oh my God, uh, you know, you're so awesome. Yeah. And so you're so awesome. I love what you said, blah, blah, blah. But I can tell you this, Lee, I always get these messages. So I always respond the same way. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Right. Yeah, I do yeah, this right. for everybody. I appreciate your words. Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, kept on sending me messages like I want to meet in person. I want to meet in person. Whoa. I was writing a book. So she was persistent, right? I was writing oh. a book. Oh my god,
0: I've been doing this dating thing all wrong. I'm taking notes. Okay, sorry. I'm ah, taking notes, yeah.
1: So she was like, <laughs> so she was like, uh, I want to meet with you in person. I was like, I cannot meet because because I'm writing a book right now. She's like, just for just for 10 minutes. And so I was like, okay, let's see if she's serious. I said, we're we'll meeting at Starbucks at 7 p.m. Please don't be late. So she arrived there 7 oh p.m. Starbucks had an initial conversation. Of course, night nice personality and everything. I was like, okay. So she's friendly. I'm friendly. She's charismatic. I'm charismatic. She can talk. I can talk. Because some people meet with you, but they just can't hold the conversation. Right, right, right. You're like, ah, I don't, I don't even feel like meeting with this person, even though they're good looking. So you're like, I'm out of here. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, she's cool. I went back to my house and continue to write the books. So like I said, long story short, right. We kept on meeting for coffee and for Jamba juice and stuff like that. Always meeting at a place where it's, 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 a decent place. I would never go meet somebody at a bar because that's not my habits. You know, it doesn't represent me. Like I don't drink and I don't like somebody to who drinks. Like I wouldn't want my wife to drink, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't go there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I met somebody at a place where I know I, I'm, I'm okay with this type of people, right? right, right. And uh, we had a conversation and we began to try trying to like begin to date and I told her, look, I really don't want to start this out because I am broke. And the American way is you go out and everybody pays half and half, but that's not my way. Like my way is every time we go out, I will pay no matter how long we've been going out for. Mm-hmm. That's my mindset. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so I told her, I can't go out with you because I'm broke and I can't take you out. And she was like, I don't, I don't care, I don't mind. And so that let me know, okay, if somebody wants me, even though I'm broke, you know, that means they're serious, they're in it for me, not because they think I have money, because I don't have any, because I'm clearly letting them know. And I was like, and I still have six months, months of six more months of schooling, so I will be broke for the next six months.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: And you would you would think most people would be like, Oh, I'm out of here. This guy. Yeah, I don't want to be. I don't want to hang out with this broke person for the next six months, you know. Mm-hmm. But she stuck around. She mm-hmm. stuck around, and I graduated successfully, you know. And then I began my career working on self-driving technology at Uber, and uh, you know we began living together for like in the next six to eight, eight months.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, a year later, we had our first baby.
2: What? And
1: how she supports me by being a speaker is like at the beginning she didn't understand what in the world I was doing. Because...
0: she saw you speaking, though. I'm sorry? But she saw... She met you while you were speaking, though.
1: Yes, but you...
0: Like, behind the scenes she didn't understand?
1: Yeah, you would be surprised. Even though she saw me speaking, she didn't really get, like, what it entails. There's a lot of work behind a speech, right? A lot of writing, a lot of marketing, a lot of sales process, a lot of, like, I'm writing the books, a lot of uh, lead generation, and there's a lot of stuff that goes behind the scenes. And she would always see me on my laptop, working, 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 working. And I have three virtual assistants, right? So I'm communicating yep. with them constantly, constantly. And here she's thinking that I'm a lazy person because I'm always on my laptop. Interesting. And, uh, and so I had to help her understand that like, this is what I do. And I was like, look, I just came out from Salesforce and they have over 10,000 employees. And most of those 10,000 employees are always sitting on their laptop. Yes, exactly. So you're lazy, you know? And that was like, okay. And, Eventually, she had to understand how my process of working was. And then she was like, okay, well, it finally clicked. Because from the speeches perspective, she loves it. She thinks it's great. She thinks I should speak for free every day at every school. And she thinks that everybody needs to hear me, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. But
1: from the, pro- the, back, the back of the scenes process, she didn't get that. And I had to pretty much educate her on that.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Cause yeah, sometimes I forget like the behind the scenes stuff that entrepreneurs yeah. go through because it's very difficult. Okay. <sighs> Depends. Right. But I feel like it's difficult living with an entrepreneur because we're so crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so thank you for being upfront and honest with that. And that's such a cute story. I, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I deleted all the dating apps. So I'm definitely going to just go out speaking now. Uh, so it's a verified strategy by you. So, thank definitely.
1: You so much. And um, thank you That's a great strategy because of this, right? Not only are you seeing as a as a brand, right? You're you're yes. invited to talk, mm-hmm. but you get a lot more eyes on you, and you are not asking nobody look at me. They're already looking at looking you. Looking at, at you, yeah. yeah.
0: Awesome. Dating advice from Ovi, guys. That's mm-hmm. helping me personally. I love it. Thank um, you. so so um you talk about working in like self-driving technology at Uber and stuff, and it's awesome because it's like you're just so driven and so like um like you're just involved in like everything's just so quickly. So what is what is it like working at these tech companies in um San Francisco? Like what advice would you give to somebody who maybe have like maybe they're like you, like maybe they didn't have a formal schooling? Like what made you decide, like, yeah, I can do this? I think not a lot of people have that courage, especially like in the Bay Area. Everything's so competitive. And like, what would you say to people who are looking to get into that space? Maybe if you're unqualified and like I guess what was it actually like working in that space too
1: okay cool so first how to get in right if you find out this knowledge this knowledge is very valuable this is the reason why universities pay me five thousand dollars every time to go speak because they want to know this information so Mm -hmm. gladly you're listening to this right now
2: yes be grateful
1: Right? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, at least they can. Oh, he should advantage. charge
0: for this, but because we're friends, it's free. So you guys better take notes, okay? You're driving all over and take notes. <laughs> oh, sorry.
1: <Okay>. <laughs> so, uh, and, and it's brought to you by Lee. So, yeah. You know, right. one, the greatest. Maybe
0: I'll be funny one day. All right. Uh, sorry, how, yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> this is how it happens. I, I love your energy, by the way. This is how it happens, so first, you know, personal branding is big. is big time. It's bigger than you than you think. And most people don't realize how having a LinkedIn profile definitely is a starting point for mm. you in that personal branding side. And of course, sense. just because you look good doesn't mean you can do something, right? Mm-hmm. So you need you need the attitude and you need the aptitude. And of course, so these tech companies right now—they don't even re- college co- require college degree. That's degrees. true. Yeah,
0: they don't care anymore.
1: They don't care anymore. They only want skill set. So, and right now, if you say like, "Oh, but I don't have the skill set," that means you're a person who uses excuses, and they usually don't want those. Uh-huh. So, if you're somebody who are driven and do what it takes you're going to possess the skills because there are mm. many online platforms where you can learn this skill mm. for free like mm. can academy code mm. uh, like code.co.org or something like that like there's so many there's a uni, there's a college in Fremont California where you can go and study for free you can even come from a, a, a country out of the US and study for free wow. all you have to do is pass a 30 day test uh, like a trial And you can become a a software engineer for free. You never pay a dime. They even give you a dorm if you need the dorm. And so the school is called called 42 Silicon Valley. So 42 Silicon Valley. And so the school is 100% free. So there's no excuses. There are a lot of online platforms. I don't know them all because I didn't go through all of them, but I'm aware that they are there. All you have to do is Google it. And that, so when you say that you're you're in an interview and you say, how do you learn this this skill? And you say, while I was in my room, my room and I began Googling it, they're gonna think this person is proactive, this person researches, this person takes action, this person, this person follows through, and they go all the way through the finish line because now this person is in the interview. So they, mm-hmm. they, they see and hear things that you are not saying verbally in the conversation, right? So that's the step number one to build your brand. Build a brand through LinkedIn, through your skill set. And also the social media, be very aware of what you're putting on because if you do some crazy stuff, even though the, interview, the interviewer may do it themselves, okay. at this moment, you're out of the company. So you're not one of them. So they don't care. So they're not going to like you if you're doing some crazy stuff and it's up on social media, you know? Okay. Uh, whether you use Instagram or Snapchat or whatever platform you put on and, they, and if they can find you, they always use softwares to scan mm-hmm. all, all, everything about you. So this is step number one step number two in order to get to the interview you need a way to get to the interview right Mm -hmm. and so the way to get an interview is there's a bridge that you have to go through before and that bridge is a connection that you need to find in the company you want to work with Mm -hmm. and request for them to give you 10 to 15 minutes of their time to do what is called informational interview And in this interview, you're not gonna ask him like, hey, is there a job for me? How much do they pay and stuff like that? You're simply gonna ask him, yeah, I'd love to learn about how is it that you got in, right, and and, and then they let you know. And people usually love to talk about themselves, so they'll tell you more and even more details, and then you ask a few more questions. Oh, that's awesome, thank you for sharing, blah, blah, blah. By the way, I'm planning to apply for whatever role. And when you say I'm planning to apply for a role, Mm-hmm. Have a position in mind, you know. Don't say I'm trying to apply for whatever is open because yeah, that's so annoying. You're gonna that's, make them work, yeah. You know, it's like give me, give me the, give me the link, and then I'll see if I can find a hiring manager to yes. get res- yes. your resume in their hands. Mm-hmm. Don't apply online before you talk to somebody. You know, talk to somebody always. So that's so that's the second thing, right? The mm-hmm. third thing is, of course, go through the interview and in, in the interview process. Make yourself unique through your own story. And many people say, like, how in the world? Everybody says that way. They keep saying that and they don't really say how, right? I'm going to tell you how I did it myself. And I got a full-time job at Uber, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about driving the cars, but the self-driving technology itself. So the the, the lady said, like, Ovi, if you were to name our self-driving vehicle, what would you name it? Right? And I was like... Well, f- my first thought was I was gonna name it some type of transformer, you know. Oh,
2: that's
0: cool. Yeah, what were you gonna name which transformer?
1: Uh, well, like like Megatron, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and, and, um, and but but this is what I did. I said I remember when I was ten years old, mm-hmm. my mom bought me a cow. So I immediately
2: cow? like an animal.
1: She, she bought me a cow, like a like oh. a cow, you know, like a milky cow. Mm-hmm. And so it it. it I immediately took the person in a journey, right? I was 10 years old. My mom bought me a cow. I was living in the village, and the cow was a baby cow. So I decided to name the cow Angela. And I said, and, and when I, whenever I felt alone and I felt depressed because I didn't have a father growing up, I said I would always go and talk to Angela, and that's when I would always feel safe and, and, and at peace. I said, so if I were to name this self-driving car, I would name it Angelo because I want people to feel safe and at peace. Now, why did I say this? Number 1, to make me unique and number 2 because their goal for every company that works on self-driving cars is for people to feel safe in yes. the car. Yes. So now boom, you hit you hit it right in the target. Mm. And that's what got me in and the environment is very nice. They they pay for everything, everything they pay for my food, for my hotels, for my traveling. They gave me a credit card for my cell phone, for my gym really? membership, Uber, free rides everywhere. And I was like, I was bawling. And I'm talking, not, I was like <laughs> 25 years old, young immigrant speaking with an accent. I mean, you can still hear my accent. And I was already doing all that, traveling everywhere, listening to a lot of stuff, learning a lot of stuff. And they pay for all the certifications, getting free food for free every day. You know, I was like, I didn't, never had to cook. I always brought food to my house. It was awesome. It was awesome. Wow. That oh was so much
0: good stuff. Like, Very competitive. Oh my God. That's incredible. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for sharing that. Oh my God. I love my question. So I, I, I was going to ask you stupid questions, but I can't even ask that because you're so smart. So I'm going to ask this question because I'm curious to hear from your point of view. I feel like fatherless homes are kind of a big problem in our society. So as somebody who's like overcome that problem, like, you know, you're a father now, but like, what would you advise like, I guess, younger, cause I want to hear from your perspective because you are like a young father. Like, what would advice would you give to younger men who didn't have a father? How would you suggest them to find direction and guidelines in life?
1: How would I suggest them to find directions and guidelines and guidance in life? Yeah. Okay. Um, definitely personal development books or workshops. Or just material in general, personal development, because right. these knowledge and guidelines. Um. Personally, personally, I learned from a guy named Zig Ziglar, who rest in peace. He passed away a couple of years ago, and and learned you know principles of being a leader, being a person of a family, and. This is, what I, this is what I realized when I was very young, uh, like teenager. I said, okay, I don't have a father to look at the, my example, so I'm just going to look as an example to every man around me.
2: Oh, that's so good.
1: So now I got more than, more than what you could get with one father. Now I have many, yeah. many fathers. I love
2: that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I so, could, oh,
0: sorry. Go
1: ahead. I, I was going to just finish by saying I took them as an example.
0: Mm. So what makes you want to look up to a man? Is it like you, they align with your core values or family and uh, respect? Or like, do you draw different uh, qualities from different men? Like, what, what makes you think, okay, this guy's a guy I can look to? Because not every guy is an example. So what is your criteria?
1: Of course. So my criteria is based on two things. So thing number one is like what my grandma taught me. And thing number two is like what society thinks is, thinks is right. And then how that best applies to me. So like what my grandma taught me was, you got to respect your elders, right? So if I see a man that this man also embodies that same respectful way of living, then I'm like, okay, this person can be an example for me. And then what society thinks is right, right? That the man should treat the ladies right. Like that's, what society, that's what society expects, right? That's not really what happens, but that's what they expect. I'm like okay so i'm look I'm gonna look for the the men who treat who treat the ladies right mm. uh, because uh, uh I think that your world is not only at your house, so you can not only live by what you see in your house, so you have to look at the outside world and mm. draw the best from those two things and so that's what I based it on. I was like if the, my grandma would say, don't smoke, don't drink right so just uh, like I, I what I call self-destructive habits. So mm-hmm. when I look at a man, if the man drinks and smokes, then I already disqualify this man as not my role model.
2: Mm.
1: And that's how like I was going through life filtering. This person can be my role model. No, this person cannot be my role model. This person will be, this person will not be. And not saying it verbally, but just like knowing consciously, I'm not going to follow what he says.
0: Mm. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. Okay, 100%. we gotta sneak in one stupid question because it's the Funny Millionaires podcast. So, like, uh, <laughs> who do you find funny besides me in terms of like comedians or like situations that you find funny?
1: All right, so, um I tell you what I find funny is um, a motivational speaker named Les Brown. I don't know if you
0: you think Les Brown is funny.
1: I wow. think Les Brown is very funny. I, I listen to, to a lot of his talks and when he laughs so hysterically, I'm like, I laugh by, just by the fact that he's laughing, you know, I laugh at his laugh. And uh, I think this, I think he's very funny, depending on the talk that you listen to, because of course, as a professional speaker, I understand every speech is tailored to what the client wants you to emphasize on the audience, you know? And so I understand that many people may not see him funny. That's because they haven't listened to his funny stuff.
2: Mm, interesting. But he
1: is hilarious. Mm. In fact, when I find his uh,
2: watch
0: him again. funny speech,
1: I'm going to send you a link.
0: Okay, cool. Because I didn't remember him being, I don't know why I remember him being serious, but I haven't watched him for a long time.
1: Oh, I see. Am yeah.
0: Fascinating. hallucinating? Does he talk about serious stuff? I thought he was a motivational speaker.
1: He is de- the most legendary motivational speaker alive okay. right now.
0: Maybe I need to watch him. I didn't find him, like, hilarious, hilarious. Maybe, Uh, I mean, you watched again.
1: Okay. Yes, yes. I I find him very funny. That's why I continuously listen. I I listen to Les Brown more than I probably should have, you know?
0: (laughs) uh, Have you met him?
1: I met him in person in Sacramento, California. I went and I got, so I purchased two of his programs. One of his programs is called, like, Speak Your Way to Wealth. And the other program is, like, Increasing Your Speaking Power. And so I bought two of them. Like six hundred dollars each, and then I went to Sacramento conference and I had him sign both.
2: Mm.
1: Wow. Yeah, he's a living legend, and uh, yeah, I, I find him—I I find him funny.
0: Mm-hmm. That's incredible. So, um, what advice would you give for like immigrants in general?
1: All right, my immigrant familia, uh, this is what I would say.
0: Especially right now, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Especially now, I feel like they really need somebody who gets it. What would you
1: say to them? Big time. I mean, we're being attacked from almost every, yeah. every, every <laughs> angle right now. Right? Uh, 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 I understand, like, what our president currently is doing, right? And I'm not somebody who hates Trump. Yeah, I'm not the person who, like, hates. But this is what I would advise. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, regardless of who the president is, as long as you have your house and your finances together, mm-hmm nothing is gonna stop you as simple as that
2: that's great awesome because
1: you, you cannot give the control of your life to somebody else right you always as long as you know that you have the control that's where you will not feel anxiety and stress because you know you have control and that's why i say that what i said
0: that's great, because everyone it switches every four years, anyways, and maximum is eight years. So it's maximum like, eight years. Exactly. So you know, are right. As long as you control. Sorry, What are you? Saying?
1: I was, I was, I was gonna mention. You know, as of right now, I have DACA, and the president continuously say that he's gonna remove it. He's gonna remove it. That's gonna put me at, at as as, a, as an undocumented immigrant status immediately. But I never, not one minute a day, do I think about that. Mm.
0: Because you're busy living your life, you're busy being extraordinary, so I love that. Um, so, okay, can you tell us, like, who you work with, like, what are you currently doing, how can we uh, collaborate with you, if you allow us to?
1: Awesome. Well, you know, first, I, I would say continue to listen to what Lee is bringing you guys on because, you know, entertainment is very, very important in our lives. Our lives is very stressful full of activities and we need the time for ourselves some people say meditate right but entertaining your mind is also a type of meditation i went through an entire 18 weeks uh, certification uh, program for mindfulness so i understand this subject so gladly you guys are listening to this and to connect with me find me at hashtag ovinspires and mainly for the purpose of you finding scholarships for young, uh, for young students so that you can share it with them, even if you are not the one who's going to school right now. So you can share it with them because when you begin to see the youth having a, 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 a future, a bright future ahead, you begin to have more hope on our society to be like, oh, man, this person is getting more education. That's awesome. And, you know, through the scholarships that I, I've already shared over a million dollars in scholarships in the last eight months.
2: I love so that. that's it I
1: mean find me there and I'll be happy to connect
0: perfect and um, any last things you would like to say before we close out the interview any because you have an awesome program I'm just I'm just going to talk about it you, you said no but I'm just I, cause I think it's so awesome so you speak at so many different colleges which is like something that I also want to do um, so yeah. if you guys get on over to getpaidtoinspireyouth.com, he does actually have a course on teaching you like how to um, get paid to share your story at different colleges and stuff. Sorry, I know you told me like not to do it, but I just couldn't resist. And I think it's better if I say it than you say it, right? But oh, all right, guys, I was just looking at this page like before the interview, so I was like, this is amazing. Okay, you guys, you know, look at it. Um, but yeah, you're an awesome yeah. speaker. Um, you've done so many great things. I learned so much from this interview. Um, Cause I stalk you, anyways. But it's like it's good to like kind of like know like what you're actually doing. Um, you're an amazing example to all the youth that's out there who need like an immigrant speaker who's a Spanish speaker who just gets it. So thank you so much for being on here. Um, I learned so much. I hope the listeners learn so much, and uh, hope to continue with your amazing success and hope to have you on future episodes. Thank you so
1: much. Awesome. That's, that's wonderful. And just my last words on here, right. For those that will head out to the, to the course. Yes. So there's a, there's a price tag for it, but if you are not in in the moment where you can invest, this is what it truly is in a nutshell. Okay. This is how you get paid to speak. Now, if you wanna buy the course to get more details, you can go ahead, but this is number one. You need a video of you speaking, sharing the message that you plan to sell to the organizations who have an audience for you. That's number one, you need the video. Make a 10 minute video and then make a demo out of it that is two or three minutes long, maximum. Number two, you need to send this video to the organizations or the events that are aligned with the message you shared in that video all right number three you need a website to put that video on so that they can go and check your website so that they see that you are legitimate Mm -hmm. number four you need to make an agreement for them to sign so that you so that they can see that you are a business and you plan to charge them for it number five you need to invoice them for that agreement so that they can already process your check and have your check ready. When you go speak, you give the speech, you get off the stage and they hand you a check and you're like, here's my check. I'm happy. And and then then the next step is deliver a great message so that everybody has a wonderful experience. All right, everyone. So I hope you learn a lot. If you don't have the investment for the course, I already gave you the secret sauce right here.
2: Why did you do, do that? <laughs> 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 because you know you're awesome. Your audience is awesome,
1: so I want to give you. A but
2: there's
0: p- detail, there, there's more detailed stuff. You actually do talk about you have you have like leads and stuff and. Text.
1: Oh yes, yes. I mean, there's a lot more. There's entire there's templates. There's already p- paintings. There's a secret group. There's like there's a lot more that you are gonna get in the course. I'm just giving you the overview steps. Uh, you would have to, like, Google everything in detail. But in the course, everything is there.
0: Yeah. So th- oh, my God. This is so perfect. I've never been mad at a guest who are, like, giving away more stuff. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even, I can't even be mad at you. Uh, so, thank you so much, Avi. You're always amazing. Um, check out his website. Check out his course. And uh, what's your website again? What's your regular website?
1: Regular website, studentsuccessexpert.com.
2: Okay.
0: student success expert guys. Alrighty. So thank you so much for being on here and uh, looking forward to having you on future episodes. Thank you so much again.
1: Thank you, Lee. Appreciate you.